All right. Let's see if I can remember how to do this because we haven't done this in a long time. Veterans Assembly Hall. Uh, we're doing it remote again. It's just me and Lloyd tonight. Tom has a webinar. He unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, had to attend. So, Lloyd, you're on the line. How you doing, man? I'm good, Mike. How you doing? Doing great. It, it, I'm a little rusty. I'll have to warn you. We haven't done this in a while, and I can already feel I'm a little off on uh, trying to find my rhythm. <laughs> I, I noticed that I right from the start. I, oh, you I, did. You know, I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it through the phone. We were uh, before I hit the record button. You and I were just talking. You've been working from home. You probably haven't worn a pair of pants and uh, a dress shirt in uh, probably a couple of months. I'm guessing. No, I was uh, I was excited. Uh, recently, I had to go somewhere and like put on pants and a uh, and a decent <laughs> shirt, and I was all excited about that. It's like. Now it's like the little things, right? No kidding. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I actually have a person in front of me. When I actually meet somebody, I, all my social skills have been tailored to uh, long distance through the phone, Zoom, or whatever. You know, and I'm a. You know, for Zoom, I'm a no video Zoom guy. I don't know how you are, but I, I'm. Unless somebody says, "Hey, can you turn your video on?" You don't get. You don't get video with me. This is too dangerous. <laughs> I just put uh, inappropriate backgrounds on, so they asked me to turn it off. <laughs> that's it, too, right? About backgrounds. Well, that's what I'm afraid of is an inappropriate background, but not the one we're talking about. It's just a, uh, I don't want something to happen. It's just way too much insight, you know. Um, sure. But, it, it, you know, this kind of joking uh, theme kind of goes to what I was going to throw out as an icebreaker for us today. Um, it is a world now where we're connected electronically and um, we call maybe phone calls or zoom or whatever. Uh, we have a whole community of veterans that were, uh, it was really important to them that they connect, whether they, uh, some people were attending groups. Um, some people were just in a social setting at uh, the local um, Legion or VFW, um, the outreach centers are having trouble being open and servicing the community. We have an entire community now that's become isolated. What do you think, what's going to be the end effect of that? Well, I, I, I think the, the um, and you start to see health professionals cite that they're concerned about, um, you know, people not uh, socializing or, Correct. you know, a lot of people rely on that socializing or that, you know, social safety net to kind of, you know, keep them in check or, you know, help them maintain their stability or their sanity in many ways. And, you know, now they're trapped in their houses or, you know, they're going out to the supermarket once a week or whatever it is, or they're not getting that interaction. And, and I know, especially with vets, we like to talk about, um, a lot, some of us anyway, like to talk about, Hey, that time I was in Korea or, you know, uh, over in Europe or, you know, and, 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 and that it's that social thing, but it's a very healthy type environment for you. And that's kind of right now that's been kind of taken away. So, you know, I, I, I'm concerned if we keep this up for too long, we're going to end up with uh, more suicides, uh, more alcoholism, you know, people, uh, uh, you, you hear people talking about, Oh, I've gained so much weight since we've been, uh, you know, yep. in this, uh, <laughs> this posture, right. So health issues connected mm -hmm. to that. So, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta strike this balance here and especially for vets, um, or we got to figure out a, a new way of doing this, right? Is there right, a right. On, online cafeteria where we can all go and hang out and, uh, maybe you're on zoom or, or whatever, but 
Um, there, there has to be that, that social element that, um, you know, you lose that brotherhood, that sisterhood, that, yep. you know, togetherness, that kind of what makes us unique. And, uh, I 100% so. agree with you, Lloyd. I think you nailed it. I think you just, you're, that monologue just nails it. Um, I know I'm, you know, personally, I'm very connected. I'm a person that needs that social interaction. That's what I gravitate to. Uh, I, I, right. It's what I enjoyed about the military. And when I got out, it's what I sought sought out. And I had communities that I could access. Um, I think I love the term you used, uh, social safety net, because it, that's exactly what it is. And it, even if it's not that individual interacting it's other people that are um like you and i talk a lot and it, you might pick up on a cue that something's different something's not quite right and i'm right. not even right you, you know you're and i'm not even talking like you 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 expounded on it perfectly it's not even just uh, although a big part of it is our mental health and um but it's also the you know i'm not making my va appointments and uh, whatever small health condition i have is now starting to manifest itself into something a little more serious um you know if i was had a propensity um you know if i had was had a had a propensity towards some type of addiction or whatever it, being isolated is just an opportunity to go back to those those shadowy areas, you know, because I don't right. have those people. Right. Um, military times before we started up, I kind of surfed in on the on the um, on the headlines, and one of them that I wrote down, and and it's almost like you were reading off my notes. Was the, there's a big article about how the suicide risk in the veterans community, but I'm sure as a whole, uh, is going is forecasted to increase as this whole COVID thing. They said uh, winds down, but I say just continues to march forward. That's the backside of this whole event, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, a lot of people when you're alone and you don't have anyone to talk to or anyone that understands the the situations you've been in or the, you know, the world you live in, um, you know, you start doing all that self-reflecting. And unfortunately, some people can go to those dark places and they don't have anyone right now perhaps to, to reach in and, and pull them out. Yep. So yeah, I, again, I, I don't know how much longer we can keep up this posture uh, because the, the effects of COVID are going to be far less than the effects of the, what, what this is going to do to society as a whole. hundred percent agree. The, the, this is going to be a long range event and uh, we've set something in motion that it, we now need to deal with those implications of that. And it's already been done. I mean, this, some of it's a foregone conclusion. I'll give you an example. One thing we talked about on this, on this very podcast a while back was, um, veterans, um, jo- uh, joblessness. I, I guess that's not a really good way to say it, but, uh, unemployment, veterans unemployment. And I think it was Tom and I on one of the shows, I don't know if you were with us, but I had said to him that we were at a meeting and that subject came up and, um, we were, the question we were asking was, was it really a veterans, unem, unemployed veterans, or was it veterans in transition, you know, getting into the, the, the job market from maybe from active duty or whatever. Um, this has obviously created a huge joblessness uh, issue, unemployment issue, uh, as a whole for our community. The veterans community is going to be impacted by that for sure. And that just creates a whole host of problems, <laughs> you know, for, for people. Yeah, so interestingly enough, I, I read an article the other day that uh, a lot of folks are reenlisting or, um, in the officer's case, just staying in because sure. um, the, the job prospects right now are, 
are pretty nil. If you're separating, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, you know, you can't go out and do interviews and get hired for jobs. So uh, they're not there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of folks are 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 uh, just staying in the in the service. Yeah, that's a great point, Lloyd, and and I. I can relate to that. I mean, in the, um, in the airline community, you know, that's become, it's, it's really starting to see a lot of even more than post nine 11 type of impact. And I hear that from a lot of people, if they have a job and it's secure, um, a month ago, they would have been actively looking for that next job. Now everybody's like, Hey, I'm just staying where I'm at because I've got something and I don't know what's, what else is available. I think that's a very, you know, from a, like you said, from an active duty perspective, you've got a, you know, you get th- three square in a, in a room and, and good career prospects uh, right now. I'd, I'd bet on that horse. I wouldn't go looking for the other one if it's out, you think it's out there, you know? Right, right. But, you know, unfortunately, before this all happened, unemployment was at like 3.5%, which is I know. pretty much not, that's pretty much full employment. Um, you know, anything below five, what I've read from economists is that um, that's, full employment. Anybody who has a job uh, or wants a job has a job at that point. And, mm-hmm. You know, maybe somebody out there wants to dispute that. That's really not, uh, you know, what, the, the, the radical we're going down. It's, it's really just that, you know, we went from 3.5 to 14 and a half or something. And well, 16, a, I think uh, today. So is it 16? I, I think I saw yeah, 16 so today. If you're a veteran and you're looking at getting out, before this, your job prospects were pretty good because companies like to hire vets. Right. Right now, nobody's hiring that I can see. Uh, there may be a few places out there, a few anomalies, but, you know, as you said, if you've got an opportunity to reenlist or just continue your uh, your appointment as an officer, I, I wouldn't risk it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would, I'd definitely ride out the storm for a while and then see where you're at a year or two down the road, four years or whatever. Um, you know, so that kind of brings up a subject. Um, you know, one thing that I discovered, um, after active duty was the guard and the reserves. And in my case, it was the air guard. Um, in, in the specifically in the air guard, where I'm going with this is the guard has, unlike the reserves has a state, mission that's mandated they have a federal mission and they have a state mission what we're seeing one of the one of the shining um stars of this event the one of the positives that's come out of it has been um so many of these guardsmen being activated to respond and um and help their communities and i was just reading an article and not in ways you you think like obviously i think right away the medical uh community being activated to supplement um the civilian resources though although I guess I would say most of those people were probably dual headed. They probably already work in a hospital in their civilian life. So, it's, right. Um, but yeah. I was reading a thing today where the Texas Guard was activated um, to go in and disinfect uh, a VA home uh, that had, uh, you know, and that's another thing we can talk about the way the VA homes have been attacked by this uh, virus. But uh, um, yeah. they, before we go down that, um, the positive side to that was here's these guardsmen being activated to go in it was just a really good way to use the guard i thought like this this entire building had to be disinfected uh for the sake of the residents and uh they activated the guard to go in and as as manpower and that was something really positive you know that was uh that was texas she said yeah it was in texas is where i read that yep 
And then they, they probably had one hell of a barbecue right after that. <laughs> probably so. You know, these VA homes, I, we, I do a lot of stuff. I know you've, um, you're right down in Bedford. You, you see the Bedford VA. You've probably been in there yeah. quite a bit as well. Um, you know, when you talk about vulnerable populations, I think even on a good day, when I go in those buildings, they, they do tremendous work in there, but the residents are very vulnerable. They're, um, you know, they have a lot of, uh, issues and they make them vulnerable to anything really the way this thing has ripped through like the Holyoke case, um, is there's just, that's unforgivable. And this, and it's only getting worse. The more the press that comes out about the Holyoke thing is it just keeps getting worse. The New Jersey Paramus veterans home is the same way. Um, the numbers are high. Um, the precautions were almost non-existent. It's, it's just unforgivable, you know? You're seeing that a lot with uh, regular civilian-type nursing homes as well. That True, yes. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not sure that, that it's necessarily – it's a veteran's issue, but it's it's more of an elder care issue in, in many ways. Yeah. Uh, because they're just I, – I don't know, and I hate to say this, but it feels like um, some folks in the political community look at these folks as expendable, and uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's, it's It really is much. I was talking to my brother earlier today, and uh, he lives in Pennsylvania, and he said that the uh, one of the senior leadership in the state could have been the governor or attorney general, but they pulled uh, their mother out of the nursing home right before they started shoving all the COVID patients in there. I had, I saw um, that article as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, it it, it certainly uh, this one goes on well before veterans. Um, you know, in terms of, I agree. You know how the elderly have been treated during this whole pandemic. You know that you, that's you're exactly right, Lloyd. This is a wider issue. We always obviously look at it through the lens of the VA because because sure. this is the Veterans Assembly Hall. But um, you're exactly right. It's going to make you think elder care, rethink how we do elder care. And the and, you know one of the interesting um, programs I watched not recently on TV was uh, talking about how we've gone to these systems where there's huge facilities, uh, elder care facilities, living facilities, and, you know, whether we're going to go back and rethink that and not put as many people in some, you know, into such a position where potentially it could, it has ripped through the whole building. And VA homes are, you know, the Holyoke home, the one in Paramus, the uh, Chelsea, I don't know if they got hit as Chelsea, hard. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're the same way. I, we work locally. I can't say where the people, you know, on the podcast, but we work locally with a, a facility and, um, you know, it's tight in there. Uh, everybody, the living quarters are tight. There's common eating areas. It's, you know, I can see even when the average virus flu gets in there, how it could probably rip through. Now something as contagious as this, you know, um, it's just hard. I, I don't know what, I don't know the answer to that. I, I just think it's something we need to look at as we come out the other end, but, you know, to do the 2020 perspective. Sure, sure. I mean, it, your, your point of people stacked upon people, you know, in tight quarters, I mean, that's, you see that in New York City, right? I mean, right. It's, uh, the the, COVID has hit New York harder than probably anywhere. And in a lot of it is because the folks are living on top of each other. Um, you know, whereas up here in New Hampshire where I live, I mean, we've had cases certainly, but not anywhere remotely from a percentage wise of the population. They say, you know, New York city, because we're spread out. Yeah. 
I don't see that changing, though. Uh, I, I don't see the city uh, environment changing at all. I, I think it's a necessity, especially for certain uh, age groups and uh, career paths, you know, and I don't see that being diversified. Like New York City, I don't see that getting diversified all over the state of New York. Same with Boston. Right. I, I just think there's a center, an economic center, and for some people, they have to be right there, whatever their whatever their role is, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I no, I agreed. Yeah, agreed. That's a good point. You know, I mean, you, I mean, you, 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 if you want to talk about people packed in, look at a, an aircraft carrier, right? right? And and I have we the, saw what happened there. Yeah, and I have that on the notes. I actually have a couple of things about the carrier. I also had the Roosevelt uh, thing that I wanted to talk about, but I'm holding those back for Tom because I really. I was kind of hoping he'd be on tonight. We'll get him next month, and um, I, those are the topics I want to chase down with him. But you're exactly right. Yeah, talk about top on top of each other, right? Well, this sure. You know, the same goes when you're um, uh, you're courted on base. Um, you know, I I know when when it was when I was out at Mather going through training, you probably had the same occasion when you were on base uh, in the training environment. You have the you know just have a room at the the officer's quarters or the enlisted quarters yeah. and you know, the, yeah. you're sharing them sometimes like, you know, I know sometimes it's two or three to a room and those aren't very, very big rooms, you know? No, no. I mean, I, the, the worst I ever had, it was, I had to share a bathroom a couple of times, you know, that middle bathroom yeah, thing, but yeah. still, I mean that, you know, obviously uh, bathrooms where a lot of germs are, are passed on uh, viruses and things. So, but yeah. Uh, good point. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think we're going to, we think everything once this, uh, this happens, I mean, you know, the typical greeting, right. You, you shake hands, right, right. uh, especially for men. I mean, they're, they're now, you know, the medical professionals are saying we got to stop doing that. Uh, and that's, that's hard for people. It is hard. And I find myself even now, uh, knowing the world we're in and I r- walk up on people and I've probably, you know, half a dozen times shake somebody's hand without even thinking about it. You know, <laughs> you yeah. really, it's just the way, like, you know, we're, it's been entrenched really hard for me. I mean, we, you know, you and I are both uh, 50 plus, And so we've been doing it for a long time. Um, maybe if it was earlier in my life, I could change my protocols, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. To be honest, you know, like I think what you said at the beginning, Lloyd is, uh, I don't know if you said it on the recording or if we were talking beforehand, but it's, it's the challenge here is we need to learn to, uh, how we go forward and coexist with this thing. Um, there's no guarantee that it's going away. I think that's a bad course personally for me. I think it's a bad course of assumption to say, well, we're going to l- just do this until we get to a point where it's not a player. What's And then the next one comes along, if you will. So I, th- I think we need to rethink, but we need to think about in a sense of how do we, how do we risk manage with this stuff, you know, going forward? Yeah, no, I uh, agreed. This, you know, to, if people think we're going to have a vaccine in six months, I, I, I'm leery about that. You know, I mean, uh, yep. you know, a lot of veterans have been injected with things that weren't really tested real well, and we, we know how that's turned out. Well, maybe that's ways. to our benefit so, nowadays. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking that. I'm like, how many things were I hit with that maybe one of them was actually working in my favor? Um, but I look at it even from the perspective that, you know, okay, so we beat this one. Who's to say the next one's not going to be bigger, badder, and faster, you know? Um, it, we really need to think in terms of risk management. And I, you know, obviously I'm in aviation. I always think, go back to that. Um, the only way to prevent aircraft accidents is to never fly. And that's not a possibility, you know? And so as a result, my entire world is about risk management. I'm sure you, you know, you can give me examples for yourself that are the same. Um, sure. it's 
it's different mindset. And I know certain communities think of, think differently. Some communities are like risk, risk averse, like they, their whole life is about not, not providing, you know, not engaging with risk. Um, this is an example where I think we're going to have to engage with it. We need to figure out how we do it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agreed, Mike. And, um, one thing I, I wanted to mention earlier was you were talking about the VA and, you know, not going in. And uh, for veterans listening, um, if you have any technical uh, abilities, if you're at least minimally technical savvy, um, I've done appointments um, uh, via um, the VA has an app you can download and you do uh, video appointments now. Uh, you know, obviously they can't take your temperature or do those kind of things if you're sick. Um you know, maybe, maybe there's certain things they, they can't do. Obviously they can't run tests, but, um, you know, you can certainly talk to a doctor or a nurse practitioner. They can tell you, uh, you know, tell them your symptoms. They, they might be able to prescribe you something. So there, there, there is opportunity here for veterans listening to, to get assistance from the VA without actually going into the clinics or the hospitals. That's great information. You've actually used it. I have, I've used it a couple of times. I've had appointments and, you know, they've sent me uh, emails actually and said, Hey, can you use this video system? And I have it downloaded the app on my phone. They send you an email, you click on the link, get your appointed time and it, it goes right to your uh, appointment. It works very, very well. Nice. Yeah. So there's a, uh, so don't be adverse to letting your care go. Um, right. I mean, you can still stay in contact with, um, with them with make your appointments and uh hopefully monitor your progress or you know if you have a concern the same goes i know uh you know i'm privy to uh the mental health community uh is doing the same thing and they're through a secure uh video link you can actually meet with a therapist and and that's really huge we've been using that a lot uh, at our office and in it's been very successful surprisingly successful because i wouldn't have thought um you know the absence of the person-to-person interaction. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, again, it's probably the wave of the future, right? We used to, you know, when we were kids, we used to dream of this kind of stuff, right? We right. Used to, you know, the, the sci-fi movies where you'd have the, the, the telephone where you pick up and call your grandmother and, you know, you could see her on the screen. Well, that, that day has been here for a while now, and it, this type of stuff is moving into um, the medical profession and also the operational military, uh, starting to use a lot more of the, the video conferencing type systems, you know, the secure encrypted stuff. So, um, but you know, the message for our folks listening here on the, on the, the veterans podcast is download the app. If you, if you use the VA, let them know, you know, you're amenable to using your iPhone or, you know, if you're one of those guys with a flip phone, that's 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 probably not going to work. <laughs> the jitterbugs not my, plugged in. <laughs> my dad still has a flip phone, and I'm like, "Hey, I want to Facetime with you," and he's like, "How does that work?" I go, "You have to have an iPhone." Oh, I got a flip phone. So, uh, but it, you know, if you've got a, an iPhone or a Android, and um, take advantage of it because uh, you know, for for those of you listening in the Boston area, the Boston VA is actually in my opinion, one of the better ones in the country. And I've never had an issue with the services they provided me. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that's a really good testimony to it. So, um, you know, like you said, if people are listening and they're adverse to it or apprehensive about using it, don't be. 
Well, that's all, that's all I had, man. I just uh, I really wanted to get one in the can. We hadn't been out here talking in a while, and this was a good discussion. It was uh, it was exactly what I had hoped we'd get onto. So, um, thanks for connecting with me tonight. Did you have anything else, or you wanted to kind of throw out there? We have plenty of time if you want to go on to another subject. Well, I I just wanted to uh, wish you because uh, I we we I don't know when this will actually be released, but. Uh, Happy uh, commissioning anniversary day to you! That's right. I think yeah. we're at uh, we're at uh, I, I won't say how many years it's been, but um, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> we I think we could have had two careers. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. The mighty Death three forty five over there alone uh, still around, That's still it. going strong. Yep. That's it. Yep. yep. Doing great work still. There so, they are. Uh, Carrying anyway, the torch. Uh, nope. Yeah, no, that's it, Mike. And uh, we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll get together next month and uh, we'll get Tom on and, and we can uh, double team him, you know, that the airman versus the sailor. So. <laughs> we'll definitely do that. And um, this probably is going to drop really quick. So I'm going to say um, it's Memorial Day coming up. Uh, if you're listening to this before Memorial Day or if you catch it shortly thereafter, please take a moment um, to remember everybody uh, the who's absent. There are absent warriors and those two. Um, who were called on to, to make a, uh, that sacrifice. They, uh, yeah. This weekend's about remembering them and not about uh, thanking veterans for their service. So it's Memorial Day, and let's all stay focused on that. Very well said, Mike. All right, brother. Um, you have yourself a great night. We're going to kick it out here, and um, we'll get Tom on next month, like you said, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we're back. We're back. Veterans Assembly Hall back on, on the air. All right, let's roll. All right, see you. Bye. Take care.